Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants got a big win over the Washington Commanders today to get their second win on the season home game with the pretty throwback uniforms on for the New York Giants. Uh, first of all, I love the uniforms. Second of all, I love the way the Giants played today. It wasn't the prettiest game. It was a little ugly at times. They didn't blow out the Commanders or anything, but they got themselves a crucial win. And in the easy part of their schedule now, there's a couple other winnable games coming up for the Giants. So what does this win mean? Can they stack some wins on top of each other and turn the season around? Maybe. But we're going to go ahead and dive into today's game, this big win for the New York Giants, give you our reaction and analysis to it. But before we dive into all that make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new ring the bus so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section and if you're listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants without further ado alex how are you feeling after the big win and what are your takeaways from tonight's game well, I'll tell you what, that Giants game, uh, it was ugly at times, but our defense continues to ball. Tyrod Taylor, the, his deep passes are just gorgeous. They're beautiful. Um, Jalen Hyatt finally getting him involved. Darren Waller, 98 yards of a score. We're seeing some of these key playmakers that we've been hammering home, trying to get more involved in the system, really show up today. Um, and I think that's something that I, I was happy to see, that they're really utilizing the strengths of this team, um, at least to a, a competent degree right now um Tyrod no turnovers and that's the one thing I've noticed from Tyrod at the very least that he has not turned the ball over um you know there have been a couple of moments I know there was like a fumble maybe last week and he you know recovered it but he's been pretty good protecting the football and I think that goes a long way towards giving your team a fighting chance turnovers kill you and um in the past we've been kind of bitten by those but the offensive line played much better today in pass protection they looked adequate at times Justin Pugh I mean the fact that he's barely ever played left tackle I mean he gave up a couple sacks I think but Overall, aside from a couple of bad reps, he looked pretty solid. Tyree Phillips, he had a couple of bad reps, but overall, like, I didn't notice that he was getting beat all the time. Um, it wasn't like Evan Neal-esque. So, you know, there is a conversation here that, and, and I think well, I'm going to have this during this episode, that is there a world where we see Tyree Phillips get more snaps moving forward over Evan Neal? Because Evan Neal has been a liability for this team. Um, and Phillips was competent today. Like, he came in off the Eagles practice squad, and he played well against a pretty solid pass rush of the Washington Commanders. Um, now, we did bite ourselves in the butt a couple times. We obviously had the muffed punt. We had the Saquon Barkley uh, red zone fumble, but you know, he made it up for the 30 with the 32 yard reception for a touchdown. Like there were good, so bad. Um, but overall, like the commanders are a bad team. Like they looked really bad today. I mean, they couldn't really move the football well. Their defense, um, you know, even struggled to, at, at points and we had some really nice sustained drives. I don't think they converted a third down against us. I think they were like over 11 on third down, maybe over 12 at the end of the game, uh, which is like freaking embarrassing embarrassing if you're an opposing team and you go over 11 even at any point in the game on third down you, you gotta be asking serious questions of yourself out of the game just embarrassing but giants now two and five right this is uh if we had beaten buffalo you know we'd be three and four and we'd actually be like oh hold up you know maybe we can actually get back into the season and have some have some life here the jets are a good team they just beat the eagles um they have an elite defense zach wilson stinks but you know all you really need to do is score more than 10 points against us and you have a good chance at winning uh, so, like, that's the unfortunate reality of being a Giants fan right now. But I'm happy about this win. It showed that the Giants have fight. They, they, they're they not giving up on this season, man. Those defenders are standing up. Dexter Lawrence was a freaking animal today. Absolute 
tank. Kayvon Thibodeau, a lot of people saying in the comments, oh, where was Kayvon Thibodeau? He had, he had 1.5 sacks today, and he had two uh, quarterback hits. He was there. He showed up. Yes, he dropped an easy pick six, and I don't forget that. But <laughs> end of the day, he actually had some good plays, uh, made some nice uh, moments happen. And I think they only had 76 yards on the ground, so he was solid in run defense as well. Dexter Lawrence, as I said, monster. Leonard Williams, big game, couple sacks, and had that blocked field goal attempt um, to keep you know the the momentum on the Giants' side. And you know, Jihad Ward had a couple of really good moments in in run defense as well. Bobby Okereke led the team with 11 tackles. Um, he was once again all over the football field. Deontay Banks. Man, he had a really, 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 really impressive game. I loved what I saw from Deontay Banks today. But, Anthony, let's start off with the offense. Um, obviously, 14 points is not enough to beat good teams, and the Commanders are a bad team. So you expect to see more. You hope to see more. But what were your thoughts on Tyrod Taylor? I thought that he got the ball well to Darren Waller, and it was really great to see Jalen Hyatt more involved in this scheme. They gave him chances, threw the ball downfield, and what do you know? Hyatt came up with big catches, and I, and I think that it was finally – it's really encouraging to see these offensive playmakers starting to get more involved. Yeah, the playmakers are getting more involved, and that's what I wanted to bring up was Darren Waller finally reached the end zone. You know, everybody was talking about Darren Waller and how he wasn't able to score a touchdown within the first six weeks of the season. He was brought in to be this WR1 from the tight end position, but really plays all over the offense. And finally, he got his way into the end zone, scored six points, and had a big game. I think he had 98 receiving yards, so he's right there to break in the 100 receiving yard threshold. And it was a great game from Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller's been really solid all season long but today's game was definitely that breakout Waller New York Giants performance where he got the touchdown and almost put up 100 yards so super encouraging to see that and one thing that I'll say you asked me how I think Tyrod played I thought Tyrod played a great football game he played a clean football game you know last season we talked a lot about Daniel Jones playing winning football no he wasn't flashy he wasn't making big time plays and throwing the ball downfield or running for 40 yards on pop or you know making any of those highlights but he was playing clean winning football is what we kept saying about Daniel Jones last year so I do think that it's it you know you got to give credit to Tyrod Taylor for doing that today he played clean winning football didn't turn the football over through some crucial third downs through a lot of accurate passes and one thing that really does impress me with Darren Waller is his pre-snap reads. His pre-snap reads are very, very impressive because if you go back and you watch the interview that he had post-game, he said that the deep shot that he took to, to Jalen Hyatt, that was something that he watched on film. Pre-snap, he read the defense, knew that he would have Jalen Hyatt open. So as soon as the ball was snapped and he caught it, he just threw the pass to where he thought Jalen Hyatt would be and ended up being a perfect pass for a huge gain down the sideline. So when you're looking at the way that Tyrod Taylor plays the football game, it's just experience is what really stands out. He does look like an experienced veteran quarterback. That's what he is. He was a very good quarterback with the Buffalo Bills years and years ago. Was he ever a superstar, an elite quarterback? No, never in his career has he been that, but he's always been a good quarterback. The Giants pay him a good amount of money to be their backup quarterback, and he really truly is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and I think Tyrod Taylor is totally proving that with these past two performances. No, last week wasn't perfect. He had that huge mistake at the end of the first half. The Giants didn't score a touchdown on offense last week. They didn't win that game, but this week, I thought Tyrod Taylor took a lot of those errors that he had in last week's game, corrected them. I mean, keep in mind, this was his first time starting a football game since 2021. It's been almost three years since he started last week versus Buffalo. And now in his second start this season, I thought he looked even more comfortable, even more calm and poised, got rid of a few of those crucial mistakes and really just played a solid, clean 
and very good football game. So I think you have to commend Tyrod Taylor, take your hat off and say great job as your backup quarterback to go in there and lead the team to a win. He, I mean, he's led the team to as many wins as Daniel Jones has, you know, technically. He's also thrown as many touchdown passes as Daniel Jones has, technically. And I'm not trying to praise Tyrod in order to bring Daniel Jones down because Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback of this team. And when he's healthy, he's going to play. But what I really just want to say is that Giants fans, we need to praise Tyrod Taylor for doing what he's doing as a backup quarterback to step in there and turn in such solid performances. It is something to be happy about and something to rejoice about and be really thrilled that the Giants do have some depth at the quarterback position. That's rare in the NFL. I mean, look around the league. Look at some of these teams. How about the Las Vegas Raiders churning through quarterbacks, the Cleveland Browns churning through quarterbacks when their starter goes down? The Giants had their backup go in and lead them to some really solid offensive performances and lead them to a win this week. So Tyrod Taylor just deserves a ton of credit whether he gets that credit here in New York or this offseason he cashes in after putting some good stuff on film and becomes a starter elsewhere in the offseason whatever the case might be Tyrod Taylor has proven that he is a good quarterback in the NFL through these past two weeks and he's definitely earned himself a little bit of cash going into this offseason now that he's on a contract year so I gotta say Massive respect to Tyrod Taylor. Got to commend him for a great performance to lead the Giants to their second win of the season. But like I said, Alex, he was really good at sharing the ball, getting it to all the different playmakers, touchdown pass and a short route to, um, of course, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley looked great. Um, Darren Waller got his first touchdown of the season. And like you said, those deep shots to Jalen Hyatt. Those were crucial. We haven't seen enough explosive plays from the New York Giants' offense this season, but Tyrod Taylor, it seems like he's made it a point of emphasis the last couple of weeks to take those deep shots and make those big explosive plays. We saw deep plays to Hyatt last week, to Darius Slayton last week. We saw a deep crosser to Slayton this week, and we saw some deep shots to Jalen Hyatt this week as well. So Tyrod Taylor has made it a point of emphasis to push the ball downfield, but it also when you watch those shots that he takes downfield, not always are they off script. He's taking a chance and just throwing it up there. Really what it is, is he's reading the defense pre-snap and making a good decision with the football and delivering the pass on time and accurately. And again, he's a 10 plus year NFL veteran, a very experienced quarterback. And that's what you're benefiting from with, uh, with Tyra Taylor in the lineup right now for the New York Giants. So just a really important and uh, impressive performance from Tyrod Taylor to make those throws. He really impressed me with his pre-snap reads, and I just thought that he looked solid pretty much throughout the entire game. Was it perfect? No. He is a backup quarterback, though. You have to keep that in mind, and he went in there and played a really solid game as a starter. So I'm very impressed with what Tyrod Taylor did today. Uh, we'll see if Daniel Jones is back in the lineup next week. Again, I think the Giants have another couple of winnable games coming up here on the schedule, but if Tyrod Taylor's in there, I do feel confident that he can lead this team to a couple more wins as long as he stays in the lineup. So again, when you're looking around the NFL and you're looking at backup quarterbacks, Giants fans, we got to be happy and we got to be thrilled with the fact that the Giants have a backup quarterback who can lead this team to wins and has now actually proven that by leading them to a win over a division rival, the Washington Commanders, who, no, maybe not the best football team, like you said, Alex, but they do have some really good pieces on both sides of the ball. They are a better football team than the Giants were going into this game on paper and the Giants went ahead and got themselves an upset victory at home in MetLife and Tyrod Taylor was a big part of that so very impressive performance from him but Alex as you mentioned not only on the offensive side of the ball the defensive side of the ball as well special teams even was really good for the New York Giants we were kind of firing on all cylinders you know a blocked kick from Big Cat uh, Leonard Williams with the blocked kick he also had a sack in this game and a few of these defensive linemen really showed up to play in this game against the commander so how are you feeling about the Giants pass rush and the way that Wink Martindale was scheming up some of these blitzes and applying pressure to Washington Commanders quarterback Sam Howell yeah I just read that they they 
blitzed him on 57% of his dropbacks, which is ridiculous. I mean, they were sending everybody, McKinney, Jason Pinnock. They were sending freaking everyone. Dexter Lawrence, all it took was him to get the job done anyway. So um, the extra pressure just forced Howell to move out of the pocket. And, you know, once he was out of the pocket, the, the Giants held up at the secondary downfield. They just did a really good job. And it, it was a complete performance by the defense once again. Um, what they did to Josh Allen and the Bills, they replicated this week. And, I mean, Howell's not Josh Allen. So, uh, you know, he's not going to make those ridiculous throws downfield and, and, and thread the needle to a guy third yards downfield with like an inch of space. Not going to happen. Um, Sam Howell, you know, has shown promise at times, but you know, he's a young kind of, I mean, he, what well, he's basically in his second season. Um, but all, essentially a rookie is still, you know, within that range of games. Um, and ultimately, you know, the giants just said, we're going to make him beat us through the air. We're not going to, we're going to stop the run. We're going to put pressure on Sam Howell and make him beat us. And ultimately that was a good strategy because he was not able to, and their offensive line, like the giants have a bad, bad offensive line guys, but so do the freaking commanders, man. I think they've given up about 36 sacks going into this game, a, a league high, uh, not good at all. So, you know, giants offensive line played much better today. And, you know, that's kind of what I, I want to transition to for a second here. Just Pugh. Big shout out to him. Obviously, he's going to be starting for us moving forward, uh, whether it's at left tackle. Apparently, you know, Adam Schefter said that Andrew Thomas is going to be returning um, against the Jets. So that's a really huge boost for the Giants. Um, the fact they're getting Andrew Thomas back. But now, you know, what do you do with Justin Pugh? And the decision's easy. You kick him back into left guard. Hopefully, John Michael Schmitz is ready next week, too. Um, and if you get John Michael Schmitz, Andrew Thomas, and Justin Pugh in the left guard, your offensive line suddenly looks pretty decent. And then, you know, I would actually prefer Tyree Phillips at right tackle over Evan Neal. That's my personal opinion. I imagine like 90% of people agree with that. But obviously the Giants will have to make that decision. Then at right guard, Marcus McCathan or Mark Lewinsky, um, kind of a toss up. They're both, and eh, I'd probably go with Marcus McCathan, just a little bit more upside there. Uh, but Lewinsky's actually been decent when that, when called upon. He was decent today. So maybe they do want to just keep going with Lewinsky at right guard. You know, it's definitely possible. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the offensive line? I mean, I saw Tyrod Taylor back there with some nice pockets at times. I mean, Chase Young had a couple of big moments. But, you know, Andrew Thomas is going to be back, and he's going to be able to stifle those type of pass rushers, um, you know, to, at a level that Justin Pugh just can't because of the obvious talent differential. But, you know, thoughts about them, thoughts about getting these guys healthy back. And the Giants offensive line, Daniel Jones comes back too. You know, we'll see what happens. But that line getting a lot better will make – the offense just significantly more productive. I mean, definitely, you know, we've been waiting all season long for the New York Giants offensive line to kind of turn in a performance like this. I thought they did look a lot better today. No, it wasn't perfect. They did have a few gaps, as you mentioned. Justin Pugh, I think he's performing really admirably. No, he's not a dominant shutdown left tackle who's just putting every pass rusher to sleep, but he's giving you solid football, which is more than you could say about a lot of these New York Giants backup offensive linemen. So it was a great find to bring Justin Pugh into the lineup here midway through the season, sign him and see what he's got. And so far, he's got something good for the Giants. And he's been doing a lot of good things on the offensive line as a backup. Now, what you said there about Evan Neal is really interesting because Tyree Phillips did step in there and look like a pretty good player, whereas Evan Neal all season long has struggled. But I will also say, keep in mind, last week versus the Buffalo Bills was probably Evan Neal's best performance of the season. He got injured. He missed this week's game, but he did look like he was improving and maybe there is something to be said about the way that Tyrod Taylor has a lot more po pocket maneuverability and has a lot more mobility and elusiveness within the pocket. And that might be helping this offensive line play a little bit better. Also, the experience that he has back there, being in the NFL for over 10 years, calling signals, making those pre-snap reads. I think that everything is clicking for the New York Giants right now on offense. Um, and I'm not just trying to give 
full 100% credit to Tyrod Taylor. I got to give credit to the coaching staff as well. I think what happened is they were put into a position where their backup quarterback went in and they decided to change their game plan to tailor to his skills and his strengths. And I think the coaching staff and the players and of course Tyrod Taylor, they've all stepped up and performed really well in a difficult situation. So it's almost like a perfect storm of everything going right for the Giants rather than going wrong like it was in weeks one and two and a few of these other games that we had earlier in the season. But when you're looking at the way that this offensive line has performed the last couple of weeks with Tyrod Taylor under center, it has been better. They have improved. And I'm not saying that he is the sole reason for that. But I do think there is some correlation there between Tyrod Taylor stepping into the lineup and the offensive line, at least improving their play marginally. So I'm, I'm impressed with the way that they played. You know, you mentioned that Andrew Thomas is coming back soon. I think it was Adam Schefter earlier this morning reported that he should be back in the lineup next week, which would be a huge get back for the Giants. And John Michael Schmidt's coming back soon as well. You could see a totally different offensive line next week than what we saw three weeks ago. And it, on paper, it just looks like a much better unit. You're talking about Andrew Thomas, a left tackle, Justin Pugh at left guard, as you just mentioned, Alex. John Michael Schmidt's getting back in there at center. Ben Bredesen at right guard, or maybe Mark Lewinsky at right guard, depends. And then right tackle, we'll see if it's Evan Neal, Tyree Phillips. But either way, you're talking about improvements there, significant improvements at three-fifths of the offensive line compared to what we had in week three. So big, big improvement over a course of a month for the New York Giants on the offensive line. And I do think that there's a lot to be said about the way that the coaching staff has turned things around and started to perform much better as well as the players. And I think that's especially true, Alex, for the defensive side of the ball. I remember a few weeks ago, week three, Giants fans were really unhappy with Wink Martindale. A lot of writers were also unhappy with him and said that he wasn't doing the best job, was maybe too aggressive, was dropping Kayvon Thibodeau back in coverage too frequently. That's something that I mentioned. I said Kayvon Thibodeau's production was being hurt because of the way that Martindale was utilizing him. Since then, Thibodeau's been just straight pass rushing. Like I was begging Martindale to utilize him in that fashion. He has been since then. And the Giants defense has looked a lot better. KT has been great in terms of his pass rushing productivity. As you mentioned, another sack and a half today. He's had a few sacks in the past few weeks. And the Giants defense has just been dominant, shut out for the past few weeks in general. I mean, last week versus the Buffalo Bills, Giants should have won that game. Their offense pretty much cost them that one as they have for most games. But the defense, what a performance last week. And I even think that back to the Miami Dolphins performance um, that game, I thought the Giants defense did a great job forcing three turnovers against the Dolphins. Yes, they ran for a ton of yardage in that game, but the Giants defense has just looked better and better every week, starting with that Miami game. And this week, an utterly dominant performance versus the Washington Commanders. So, Alex, how are you feeling about the way that Wink Martindale is running this defensive scheme and the way that a lot of these players, whether it be Bobby Okereke with another solid performance today, Dexter Lawrence coming off of the All-Pro season last year, turning in another solid performance, and, of course, Kayvon Thibodeau in increasing that pass rush productivity. How are you feeling about the way that this defense is stepping up to the plate and performing for the Giants? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know who's been really stepping up and really has been setting the tone those two big guys inside Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence you know those two guys when they're on and they're putting the pressure on it makes everybody's life so much easier then you have Kayvon Thibodeau 1v1 because you have to double Dexter have to double Leonard Williams um, you have those guys on that that's an outside linebacker that have much easier assignments and of course your cornerbacks I mean we didn't have a Dory Jackson today Deontay Banks stepped up at CB1 and had a really good game, like a really freaking good game. Really good tackling, or some pass breakups. You know, limited Terry McLaurin to um, he had that one big catch. Um, but other than that, you know, he he was pretty much bottled up for 
for most of the game. Uh, Jason Pinnock had a couple of moments. I noticed Cordell Flood had a couple of big plays. You know, McKinney was solid in tackling. And the big thing for me, guys, is that the Giants haven't missed many tackles the last two games, right? And that's been the difference. When you miss tackles, they compound first downs. You don't get off the field. Um, and that really was what hurt this team. Now the Giants are tackling well. You know, they're bringing their runnings down. They're getting off the fields. No third down conversions. And they're well rested for the for the latter portions of these games. Uh, they, had a, they had a turnover on downs late in the contest that stifled Washington. Uh, up to this point, you know, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag with the Giants defense. They've had some inconsistencies. But lately, the, the tackling has been tremendous. Um, the coverage has been solid. The pass rush has picked it up. They've been turning the ball over. Um, this is a defense that looks inspired. This, this defense looks much improved. So yes, like w- whatever Wayne Martindale did to get this team back into shape on the defensive side, it's definitely warranted. It's definitely great. Um, I just hope that after this season, if we end up kind of falling by the wayside and things really just crumble to a level that we hope it doesn't, um, that they don't use Wink Martindale as the scapegoat. I, honestly, at this point, I'd say Mike Kafka is probably the bigger scapegoat. In fact, I'd probably scapegoat Bobby Johnson as the guy. If we're going to fire anybody, might as well do the offensive line coach instead of anybody else um, at this rate. But again, the injuries are, you know, one piece of, of you know, slack I'll give Bobby Johnson is like, how does he handle this many injuries? I mean, you have a guy off the practice squad um, from the Eagles starting this week and Justin Pugh, who was, wasn't playing football two weeks ago. Um, you know, guy coming off an ACL Terry McKethan. It, it's tough, man. Ben Bredesen's not a natural center playing center every week. Now it's like, you know, even, no matter how good of a coach you are, it's difficult to make this thing work. They played pretty well today. And the one thing that I did here, I think Pat Leonard reported it was that the, was that Brian Dable actually worked with a lot of the specific units this week, um, trying to get everybody up to speed and, and, and get everybody in shape to play game. He worked with the offensive line. He worked with the receivers and, and look, offensive line played a lot better. Maybe there's something, maybe there's something there that Brian Dable stepped in and actually helped them. Um, so who knows, you know, he is the head coach of reason. He was the head coach of the year last year for a reason. Maybe he stepped in and inspired these guys and made something happen. So, you know, want, want to hear your thoughts on that to see if maybe you think there's something to it. I definitely think there's something to it. I think that, you know, it's one of those things that I've been saying for the past several weeks. There are some New York Giants fans who have been like, this team is so pitiful. You have to fire everybody and restart all over again. I keep saying, no, the Giants are still in a rebuild, right? Like Brian Dable was the head coach of the year last season for the way that he led this team to an improbable playoff win. The Giants were not projected to make the playoffs last year. They did, and they won a playoff game. You have to give Brian Dable a ton of credit, and you have to give him a longer leash than what you gave to guys like Joe Judge, Ben McAdoo, and Pat Shermer. He's not the same low level of head coach as those guys. He was head coach of the year for a reason. He has high praise across the league from different coaches, coordinators, and players all over the NFL for many, many reasons. So Brian Dable getting more involved with different aspects of the game plan this week and helping prepare different positions to get ready for game time. It doesn't shock me that it it seemed to have worked. It seemed to to have been some correlation to boost the performance of those players. I think that Brian Dable is a great leader and a great motivator and players play better when Brian Dable makes those close connections with them and really helps them improve their game. So I love what Brian Dable brings to this New York Giants football team. I always have, and I always will. And like I said, I don't care if the New York Giants don't win another game this season. Brian Dable needs to remain the head coach because you just have to trust and buy into the process. What he's bringing to this this franchise, the culture that he's setting, and the way that he's been leading this team, and the smarts that he brings to running an offense and a football team in general, it's all been proven already. No, it hasn't been perfect for Brian Dable, but again, 
He was a rookie head coach last season. He's only in his second season as a head coach. There are still things for him to learn and improve upon, but you just have to be thrilled by at least the baseline performance, the beginning of Brian Dable's head coaching career with the New York Giants. And I think that is something that you have to see through to the end. So Brian Dable has definitely earned himself more time here as the New York Giants head coach. And I think he's definitely earned himself a lot of praise for an upset performance over the Washington Commanders. And I think that the way that he helped this team prepare this week, as you mentioned, more hands-on in certain position groups, it's what Brian Dable does. He's just great at connecting with players and coaching them up and getting them ready for game time. So it doesn't shock me at all to read a report like that, to hear a report like that, and realize that Brian Dable probably had a much bigger role to play in this win than most people realize by just watching the game. That's what Brian Dable does. A lot of behind-the-scenes work. Yeah, the Giants have been struggling this season, and there's definitely blame to place on Brian Dable. I've placed a lot of blame on him myself. But in recent weeks, this team has looked like a much better team than they did at the first couple weeks of the season. And Brian Dable obviously has a big part to play in that in turning this team around and hopefully turning the season around again. As I said, with a couple more winnable games coming up here, the Giants could be sitting at a very close to 500 record in the next few weeks and getting their, their name back into the postseason race. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough race for them to win. But it's definitely possible. And as Michael Strahan said, Alex, believe it and it will happen. So I always like to think back on that moment from Michael Strahan. Whenever the New York Giants have their backs against the wall and they start to give me a little bit of hope like they did today and like they did last week, even though they lost last week, a little bit of hope was shown and a lot of hope was shown today. I still think that this New York Giants team could surprise some people. It's a decent roster. We talked all offseason about it, Alex, how the Giants made improvements at every level of this team, and they had a lot more talent on this roster, and we did believe in this coaching staff. So it's really not too late, in my opinion, for this team to turn things around. So a really big, crucial performance from the Giants to get the win over the Commanders this week, a divisional win, their first of the season against the division. And we'll see how they continue to progress and if they continue to stack some wins here in the coming weeks with an easier schedule. But again, a great win from the New York Giants. I'm thrilled about it. I thought Tyrod Taylor was excellent. I'm super happy that Saquon Barkley reached the end zone and Darren Waller got his first touchdown with the New York Giants. And once again, the team's defense looked phenomenal. But that pretty much wraps this one up. Make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.